Hey, Scott. Hey, Nick. Oh, what's up? Why do you look so down? I just... I can't believe Back to the Future Minute is over. Hey, it's okay, man. You got Spider-Man Minute. You got the Doctor's Companion. What more do you want? What? You want your favorite uh, scientist and little uh, little assistant? You want me to do Dr. Marty? <gasps> right? You'll get over it. You'll be fine. Oh, who the hell put this on? It's on random. For God's sake. Look, it's not that I want to keep doing Back to the Future Minute forever. I'm just trying to say that I need something a little more. I want to get out there and do interesting stuff. Podcast a little. And I'd love to be able to do it with you, but I want you to want to do it too. I agree. We should get out there, but what can we do? How about a Cornetto? A Cornetto? Edgar Wright's Cornetto trilogy. First, we'll start with a bite of Shaun of the Dead. Then, we'll take some shots of hot fuzz, and later, we'll wrap it all up with a couple of pints at the world's end. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! The Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we take car, go to mums, kill Phil, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, and have a nice cold pint one minute at a time. It all blows over starting with Shaun of the Dead this October at DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Dueling Genre. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we scurry out of this as we analyze Spider-Man 2 one plug-pulling minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli, and that's not the first time we've said plug-pulling minute. Uh, No, have we? (laughs) Repeat. Oh, God, no. Well, hey, it worked worked last time. It'll work this time. Right, Spider-Man? Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He attempts a repeat, and it does not go as well as the first time around, much like this intro. We... Molly's back. Hi, Molly. Hi, Molly again. I'm back. <laughs> Thank you, Molly, from Cabin Minute Cast. Uh, we have you back for Minute 108, where I am extraordinarily embarrassed as we begin <laughs> with uh, I'm MJ. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to give you a complex. Sack. No. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's my <laughs> minute starts with MJ reacting to Spider-Man crashing into the ground, and it ends. <laughs> With cars being dragged along the streets of New York by a magnetic force. Um, no, it's good. It's a metaphor, right? It works. It, the <laughs> the repeat Zach attempts. an existential crisis. No, it's no, no. <laughs> I've tried. 
I thought for once I had come up with a snappy one, and uh, you know, scurry out of this works, but pull on the plug. So there's fun debris, debris on Spider-Man <clears throat> when he falls and he is hurt real bad. Uh, yeah, wood and stuff, and then what? What is this? Tumbleweeds? What is this? <laughs> like uh, straw? Uh... Yeah. Like oh, crap? it's the crates. He's breaking through the crates. Oh, with... like packing mm, hay. Yeah, or the whatever. crates oh. that were the parts for the for the fusion generator came from. Yes, yes. Yeah. The, the deleted scene where he's like opening the crates and pulling them out, and he's like, "Oh, there could be anything in there." <laughs> Fragile. That must be Italian. That's that kind of hay. I got it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> is that like a real thing, or is that only like movie crate hay? Like I've never been in a warehouse where i've had to pop a crate open with a crowbar before but we all Boy, have I this wanted sense to that, though <laughs> oh yeah totally like I, I just have like this is, you know raiders of the lost art kind of sense but oh. is that like i mean do you we know just use what? peanuts or yeah. i didn't you know what i didn't think i had any experience in this but uh, i do what and it and and here's the thing so at dcbs uh which is uh the comic shop that i used to work at that is like they they ship internationally right oh, okay yeah um and so you get your your weekly comics and you you if you work in the warehouse you're picking people's orders putting them in a box and shipping them to them gotcha. um and uh one of the the machines like to make this faster because you need to pack if they if they have a lot of books and it's going in a box you have to have like you know shipping supplies to like keep it stiff and stay in the box okay. and not get damaged, you know, cause people damage comics are not a thing that comic fans, uh, look kindly on. Oh. Um, so, uh, when it's a really big box, you have to fill it with peanuts. But when it's a, when it's a smaller box, they had this, this machine that was like, what it would do is it would fill these uh, little gray plastic bags full of these two liquids that when they mix together would turn into foam. And so what you would do is you'd fill the, you'd fill two plastic bags and you'd put them on either side of the the books. And as the chemicals were mixing and turning into foam, you're quickly shutting the box and, (laughs) and, uh, and, and taping it you know, taping it together because what it's doing is it fills the space in the box. So the comics can't move. Oh. Um, and the foam takes the, takes the shape around the comics. So it keeps them totally protected. Right. Whoa. Um, and that machine, I was there when they got that machine in or they got the second machine in. Cause they used to only have one and then they had to get a second in because they got like twice as many customers and yada, yada. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was when the new 52 hit and everybody wanted that sure um but uh they got a second of those machines and when it came in it came in a crate <gasps> and the crate had to be open with a crowbar and it was full <laughs> of this crap no, no way it's yes. real <laughs> that is delightful i kind of yes. like i always assume if you like worked in a museum or something like all of the new artifacts would arrive in like these that's, type of that's mm-hmm. only because you really love buffy and you know what, what buffy's mom <laughs> Went through. Joyce opened a lot of these crates. <laughs> In that Sunnydale household. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Look at this mask. A whole Isn't it episode pretty? about masks. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. But all of uh, Osborne's masks came in crates like this. Oh, he mm-hmm. decorates for totally. sure. Probably, probably, Joyce probably is the one who found them all. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> These are very good, you know. I get them all from a small dealer in Southern California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you yeah. you can't do this to me. I I I just got these. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we solved the mystery of the tumbleweed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like how I had to explain what the business was, then explain what the machine did before I could explain what <laughs> came in the thing. Um, but it's uh, great. It's beautiful yeah. and worthwhile, Scott. That's why people whole, subscribe story. to this podcast, is they want the insider scoop on these things. I, I, I sure hope so. Um, Slightly Otherwise, they unsubscribes at some point during the middle of that story. We are uh, 200 episodes deep here, folks. I think you know what you got yourselves into. <laughs> <laughs> that foam thing you were talking about seemed like you know, we were talking about cleaners and millionaires getting hooked up with people who can dispose of bodies. That seems like an amazing way <laughs> to get rid of a body, actually. I'm like, oh, well, of it's course right. it's in the comic yeah. book shop. <laughs> Yep. Wow. That's where it all goes. Um, that, is, that is creative. Um, <laughs> so we have uh, <laughs> Spidey smashing through his debris and then a, a look of determination on MJ, which I think is, I just think it's some really great lighting. I That's all I have to say about it. It's some good lighting on, yeah. it looks like a movie. And, uh, <laughs> and then we have the shot where, Otto picks up uh, Spidey. And again, it's one of those shots that I love where they go through the trouble of really lifting up a dude upside down in front of yeah. Alfred Molina. I adore it when they, it, it, I just, you go, you gotta, you gotta go for the little weird little tangible things like that where it makes mm-hmm. me feel like it's real. And I just love the audacity of the poor dangling upside down dude. I, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's a cool shot. Like, it looks cool. It looks like a movie. It Spider-Man looks, Minute, it looks as if a movie looks like a movie. <laughs> it looks as if his hope is dangling on a string. Oh, <laughs> like, bam! Slow spinning redemption. <laughs> Slow spinning redemption. Oh, our uh, our friend MJ decides to wind in and wind out here with yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. With a two by four? I don't know. What is this? It's just debris, some it's, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a piece of. It's not a two by four. Um, mm. it's, uh, it's a little bigger. I don't know. It looks. Yeah. It, it's like a two by, or it's like a four by four. I don't know. It's mm. it's square, is what it looks like to me. Is it? Is it, is it metal? I can't. Or is that oh, a, maybe it is metal. I thought it was just really. I thought it was wet wood, wood, but yeah, you're right. That might be rusty, mm. rusty metal. God, if it's wet wood, I'm just like, girl, you got all this metal laying around. Come on. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that's metal. I, I'm pretty sure that, that, that is metal and also it's metal. Um, but, but also. It's pretty metal, dude. Yeah. It's pretty metal. Uh, but also uh, this shot of her holding uh, this this thing, the way that it's framed and everything and her, her, her uh, I don't know, pose i guess with it it mm. it reminds me of uh the first thing i think of is uh a lot of the promotional material for that that french film high tension remember oh that wait. that horror film in the early 2000s yeah 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 uh, ali Al- Al- alejandro aja i think was the mm. director I, I believe hmm. um but it was like a it was a it was like a french um 
revenge horror film sort yep. of like in the vein of like mm. i spit on your grave and that kind of thing but mm. it was uh, sure sure it was less if i remember correctly it was less rapey than i spit on your grave <laughs> uh, <laughs> it Always was great uh, yeah improvement. uh it was it was it was more revenge for other reasons, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I I remember being pretty good, and everyone was really excited about that guy as a director, and then he never made anything good after that. Um, yeah. But she's got this kind of uh, like hunched posture on the uh, um on the, yeah the promotion stuff. Yeah, because she has right right. She has that hunched pop, and she's holding like that that circular uh, saw thing. Oh yeah, yeah yeah the circular yeah yeah yeah. That's what this reminds me of. It reminds me of the high tension stuff. I dig um, it. Yeah yeah. 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 In theaters. Theaters, June 10th. Uh, <laughs> when did that open? 2003. So, yeah, the year before this. Oh, actually. yeah. Wow. So it was right yeah. in the... Maybe you were re- reminded of this on the day when it actually came out. Yeah. It could be. Uh, mm. It it's. I guess it's important to note that um, uh, Roger Ebert gave it a one-star review. Um, Ooh. I don't <laughs> I'll be honest, I saw it in theaters because everyone was talking about it and I, I quite liked it when I saw it in theaters. Um yeah. but you know, that was two thousand three, Scott. I don't uh, I'm not I don't, yeah. he, he liked a lot more questionable horror movies. Um, <laughs> but uh but no, there is a specifically there is a poster, the one that I was thinking of, there's a poster of her holding a piece of wood that's shaped exactly like that. Oh uh, but it's wrapped I in barbed it. wire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. sort yeah. of a uh yeah, that's much much closer. Uh, yeah, yeah, it will scare the living hell out of you. High tension. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a that's a deep cut reference there, Scott. That's yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because they they do frame her in this like you know heroic like all right here I come to mess you up type of way and mm-hmm. I understand the impulse to do this this gag where he just like takes her out immediately but it still disappoints me it's yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure but it's also if, if she managed to get the drop on him i i i feel like it's a little too unbelievable i think yeah because he's got mm. he's got he's got four extra arms that he's working with which each have like point of view camera right uh, and he had sensors that allowed him to like know when spidey was crawling on the ceiling like 800 yards away so right he's and probably so pretty- like it just i i feel like it's less of a moment of mj's failure and more of a moment of just like look she's not gonna she's not gonna take his crap like she's gonna yeah. try and fight like she's yeah. no match for him um but because like I mean he's kicking Spider-Man's ass like yeah. mm-hmm. she's she's not going to be able to take him but like she's going to try and that's right. admirable. You still mm-hmm. go to work like angels, yeah. That's how five. I take it. Okay. Uh, I yeah. I don't it it doesn't I don't know it doesn't make me feel bad I guess at I... more than than like some other movies when they do stuff like this it it feels more like they're um I don't know like yeah. depowering the the woman character but like mm. that doesn't it doesn't feel like that to me like it really does feel like she's trying her best and it's just that like she's just a normal person like i feel like if this yeah. was john jameson they would do the same thing right yeah if if like you know uh mr astronaut was here and he's like all right time to like mess him up and then he would still get knocked out i just yeah i kind of i want some other type of like um Maybe she tries to, like, smash up the power generators with it. Maybe she tries to, you know, do something with the electricity. Maybe she... I don't know. But, like... Yeah. It's just... You, you know, true. You know you're not going to do it, and then he just knocks her down, and then she's ineffectual. So I, I, there's yeah. something about it where I'm just like, 
you're right that it doesn't feel as like it's not it doesn't feel gross the way this type of thing can it just doesn't feel like she does much and i mm. I just want more MJ doing stuff, I guess. I mean, I always want more MJ doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, I, I would have liked to have seen her do something helpful here. Mm-hmm. And, and I totally, and, and I, I think both of what you guys are saying is I'm, I feel the same way. I, I get that, you know, he's got four arms. He's, she's not going to overpower him. She's not going to get the drop on him. But I would like to see something. And I think about that scene in Serenity, where Mal goes to uh, kind of rescue Inara and mm-hmm. meets her up in, in I mean, it kind of looks like a temple kind of a thing. And dude's already waiting there. And he just like, and he kind of beats the crap out of Inara a couple of times. And you can tell Inara's not, she's not really a fighter per se. So she tries and she gets knocked yeah. down a few times. But at the end of it, she does light the quote unquote incense. And it's her act that gets them out of there. You know, after Mal yeah. just gets, you know, the ever-living crap kicked out of him. And I would have liked a similar moment in this moment where, yes, she's not going to overpower things. But like you're saying, maybe the generator to do something that mm-hmm. turns the tide a little bit. You know, yes. I, I I just got a mental image. It made me laugh a lot. And now I'm 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 sad. I, like in my I was, I was like stifling my laughter when you first started talking because it made me, I thought of this. But like just the idea of her taking that that thing and you think that she's gonna go try and attack doc ock but instead you just see her in the background going ah it's just like smashing trying to like smash the generator <laughs> thing with a stick <laughs> just like screaming and just beating it with the stick yes please oh. <laughs> <laughs> and just Doc Ock, just like, what What are you doing? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, my work. <laughs> my precious work. <laughs> All of those weeks of work. <laughs> Throws Spider-Man aside and goes after her. That would have been fun. Because <laughs> then the same thing could have happened. Like, he still could have, like, thrown her to the side. But, like, mm-hmm. but she would have done something in that, like, she you know, went to town on the, on the, you know, on the power plugs or whatever. Yeah. But also distracted him enough to throw Spider-Man free. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They so kind of be, but play, um, have your, see. have your cake and eat it a little bit. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, well, um, oh, well. instead we yeah. get the return of Flo's, uh, murder spike, the, the <sighs> meaningless sword thing. Why is it in there? Cause Sam Raimi wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. It's true. That's that's why I got in there. It wasn't in the comic books. I was reading Sam Raimi thought it up, thought of the death spike. It was like that's rad, and I want that, and I'm the man, and therefore he got a happy death spike. So, oh man, it's, it's just, just so meaningless. It's, it's it just serves much, no purpose. Yeah, it's much very much of a piece of, with the like random trident that the Green Goblin gets at the end of Spider Man One. Just out of nowhere, MJ and I. We're gonna, like, what is that? What, why do you have an electrified murder trident out of nowhere? Why though? Yeah, well, that's, uh, what are you gonna do? It's yeah. fine. Um, <laughs> I uh, uh, 
the, he's uh, <laughs> Spider-Man. I'm looking at this shot after after Flo uh, sticks out her tongue, um, her murder tongue. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm noticing I'm looking at Spider-Man's back and I'm just noticing that uh, his uh, the skin on his back has an awful lot of air bubbles. Um, oh, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's, that's interesting. Um, that's not normal, is it? No, I don't, I, don't, I don't think air bubbles in your skin is. Uh, no, that's that <laughs> seems. Uh, unnatural. It's um, almost as if that's not really his skin, and instead it's like a muscle suit layer beneath the fabric. Yeah. Oh mm. 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 Oh. Mm. Something Weird. strange in this neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but who are you going to call? Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, electricity. The costume time. department. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that uh, that murder spike is uh, that's rough. Yeah, um, I, yeah, but I I do <laughs> I do like that it 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 sets up like how are you gonna wiggle your way out of this one and it just raises up the power cable <laughs> and just gets him. Um, and the other thing that I love about it too is he he's getting electrocuted by this power cable, and the only thing that gives him the sweet relief. Of being from being electrocuted is him pulling the plug on the whole experiment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's like he's not just trying to shut down the fusion experiment, but he's also like kind of trying to save Doc Ock's life in a way. Mm, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Even though uh, he should, I mean, those are some mean-looking power cables. Like he should have been dead instantly. <laughs> Uh, that's instant death. He should, by the time he makes it back over to Doc Ock, he should look like Christopher Walken at the end of Batman Returns. Um, mm, word. Yeah. Yes. I mean, she just did that with a taser. Um, I mean, right? maybe. Taser. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. power thing behind them. That's right. Oh, yes. There's yeah. a power cord. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Combination of kisses and tasers and a power cord a ca- power cable thing yeah all sorts of stuff um, um, maybe it's yeah. the, the so <laughs> maybe it's that the arm is touching the thing you know is getting electrified through the, the cable and yeah. the electricity travels to the girdle thing and out the other arms that are like towards the ground so maybe the the electricity doesn't have to go through him him in order to get to the ground he's still hurt a lot from like the heat and the the transfer and whatnot he's probably got some like horrible burns there but it's probably not like arcing across his heart because there's a mm. faster route through the metal maybe mm. uh, uh, maybe you yeah. know that's fair because i mean they're supposed to be protective right because he's handling yeah. a tremendous amount of radiation mm-hmm. yeah. with the 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 giant grapefruit this the the techno <laughs> grapefruit so yeah. I mean, so, <laughs> I'd be more willing to buy my own thing here were it not for the fact that Alfred Molina's performance is going 150% on the electrocution face. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I imagine, I, I keep imagining, like, I keep waiting for there to be, like, a flash and, like, a reveal of him as a skeleton and then like, a flashback <laughs> to, like, him as, <laughs> as him again but with, like, spiked up hair or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, I do yeah. like all the sparks and stuff, though. It's fun. Yeah, uh, no, it is. It is good, and I, I, uh, I, I find it interesting though that this is a bigger machine 
but the uh, the power situation is actually like simpler. simpler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just it's one only doohickey. one set of plugs instead of two, like at the the home experiment. Yeah, but I guess the at the home experiment, the cables themselves were smaller. You know, like he, is that true? Were they? I think he could grab a couple in each hand at the oh okay um, the first experiment. My, which kind of leads me to this question because. <sighs> So Peter goes to, you know, pull the plug or whatever, and they have CGI Spidey tugging on the cables. I'm honestly not sure why we didn't use a live performer person here. Like, why is he CGI here? He's not Mm. flipping through the sky or whatever. And especially in contrast with how great the Spidey, like, uh, stunt looked when he pulled the plug last time. When he was physically there and we had that, like, cool from above shot where he's pulling on the thing. Why? Why is it just this one little thing in CG Spidey? Is it? Is it? Is it because they couldn't get the cables to tear right practically? Maybe. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. Like maybe they couldn't get it to look right um, or yeah. look believable. Because yeah. I mean, those you know power cables. Like in order to tear a power cable, I mean, there, there, it's a lot of strength you have to pull, and those things, right. those are some thick power cable yeah so yeah. Uh, you know i feel like it has to look very specifically to be believable mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i don't know that you could do that practically yeah i think you're right plus then they can do the the jump in and the explosion all in one shot without putting anybody at risk i guess right the, uh, the big big thing there it's just yeah just sticks out a little bit um when he does like <laughs> jump backwards though this like double beat where He's pulling so hard, and then it gives way, so he flies back. Fair. And then when when Otto gets like launched by the electricity, it's like genuinely shocking. Ugh, shocking. Uh, it's like <laughs> surprising when that happens because it looks. It's another one of those beats in this sequence that feels weirdly violent or like super like a super hard hit or something. This way, mm. he just flies out of frame from the force of the from the force of the electricity thing. I with his like tentacles spiraling through the air. I, every time I see that, I'm like, oh god, oh, <laughs> he's in real trouble now. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. everybody's in trouble. Yeah, and uh, I love. I just yeah, I just love that double take of after he lands and he's just like, oh, yeah, like, like wait, those are obviously unplugged, but the the sun is still. Th- oh god, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like you can't see his face, but you can picture it. Like yeah, you can tell yeah. what's going on. He's got that like great Ramita pose too, like crouched down mm-hmm. on the ground looking at the disaster thing. It just that's a Spider Man movie. Ah <laughs> And just the way his he his uh his arms sort of like pose where he's just like, What the f- come on? <laughs> like yeah. it's Oh, it's great. It's kind of a New York it. posture, like the "Ay, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> should like, you be done now?" Oh, and I love the detail on. of, <laughs> I love the detail of of his gloves being all intact except for his one pinky. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> what now? <laughs> oh, come on. Michael Chekhov would call it a psychological gesture. Uh, yeah, it's mm. real good. Real, real good. Just, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, and then in that slow turn of just like, oh, what now? <laughs> <laughs> you 
gotta be. Oh man, like, it just oh. keeps getting worse. But wait, there's more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like the end of Poltergeist. <laughs> oh no. no. <laughs> more. What do we call these big things? Supports, but big metal support thingies. More. Yeah, big metal support thingies. Yeah, more yeah. doohickeys no. flying into the the maw of the sun. Uh, it's, uh, really straining. Um, yeah. Then, then we get. I guess it's our maybe our last like bit of backlot time, uh, where we, you know, have our car. Our the the effect of this on New York City, the uh, magnetic magnetism, magnetic field reaching further. So it's not just jewelry; it's cars. Yeah, it's pulling the cars now. Yeah, how do they do that? Like, how do they do that? (laughs) <laughs> uh how do they do that i i remember i feel like i remember reading this in the book we read how they did mm, this maybe maybe it's in the commentary my my one thought but i've not been great at these over the course of the show is maybe so you can have you have lightened cars for like stunts and stuff time when like something has to be thrown to the side so you could have some gutted cars that are lighter and maybe like a cable system to pull them across the ground oh yeah you know? And then just like edit that out, maybe. Yeah, they do all look like they're kind of connected. Mm-hmm. They're kind of drifting uh, along there. Yeah, I yeah. guess that would be what you'd have to do because that would it would make sense visually because if they're all being pulled by the same magnetic field, then mm-hmm. it would kind of look like they were being pulled by a ca- by the same cable. Um, right. Because like, how else right. would you do this? Like the yeah. world's largest fan. Like, right. Just... <laughs> it's got to be some sort of elaborate towing mechanism. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's effective though i love i love this bit just the screech mm. oh no <laughs> yeah and it's really good it's really good except for the fact that like only one of the like all of the cars are empty except for the one taxi that has like yeah. a driver in it but like all the other cars are just there's no one in them uh yeah it is weird that we we take the time to cut to like the effect of this on new york city but we don't cut to any New Yorkers yeah. reacting <laughs> to it. Like, no. if there's one thing I know about New York City, it's that there's a lot of people in it. And, yeah, uh, they're all well. Missing. There's there's one guy on the streets of New York there, um, and it looks like he's being poorly directed by Second Unit because they seem <laughs> to have told him that uh, it's a windstorm, and <laughs> and he's fighting the wind. Uh, because he's like sort oh, of like no. he's yeah. Sort of, yeah he's sort of like walking like he's just in the bracing against yeah against wind uh and uh that's that's not what's going on you know maybe um, Scott maybe he sells fake Rolexes at on Times Square <laughs> or whatever and so like the inside lining of his jacket is just full of metal it's just metal everywhere so oh, he's okay like, oh no I gotta fight I have to fight this it's taking me I don't know <laughs> I don't know I don't know. I don't know where everyone in New York is. This looks like the New York in the the Nickelodeon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, in bringing up jewelry, though, and I had this question from last minute, so I don't know. uh, Maybe I'm getting into the granular here, but Mm. MJ has a ring on, and the ring doesn't get pulled off. Yeah. Hey, yeah. So I'm curious 
What's up with that? Did uh did 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 he give her a garbage ring? Um, <laughs> no. I mean, if it's a family heirloom, maybe he doesn't know that it's garbage. It's just like been chromed to look like it's like real yeah. metal, but it's just like plastic under there. No. They, you know this uh, this ring didn't uh, get sucked into the giant magnet thing, and she and he's like, "What are you saying?" She's like, "I don't I don't think this is real." It's like, no. Ma- Mama wouldn't do that. Mama, Mama <laughs> has always said this is a beautiful, <laughs> you know, new ring. Mama. No, this is real. This is a yeah. real ring. I don't know. Grandma might have switched that out. Maybe uh, detected yeah. a lack of commitment from young MJ. So, yeah. oh yeah. Hey, the wise lady. Uh huh. Waste it. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't stop uh, Jonah from uh, spending money on caviar, though. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it's a just fancy party laugh, i think um, yeah but, JJ uh, yeah this is <laughs> this is funny the other thing that's funny that i need to point out that is really hilarious i to the point where like i can't even believe they let this happen in that wide shot of the the first wide shot of the cars going with the with the fire hydrant in the foreground yeah <laughs> Um, so there, the, the, there's like three cars that are getting pulled back. There's, well, well, there's the two taxis and then there's the red car and that kind of like silver car, um, all on the left-hand side. Uh, there's also a, a, like a purplish blue car all the way on the right side of the frame that is not moving an inch. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's. Yeah, yeah, it's just parked there, and they're just like, "Oh, that won't be in the shot." Well, I got news for you guys. <laughs> Maybe you should have parked your car somewhere else on the back lot uh, because you're screwing up the special effects shot. That is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just blatant. There's no way they. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, There's right? No way they meant that to be there. It's so yeah. dumb. Oh yeah, no, it's totally stable, and it's got some weird gray stuff on the right hand side. Like it almost looks like it was in a car accident already. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's What's funny too is like it's in front of that um little storefront or whatever with like the pink sign. And yeah, the nail salon. The, yeah, the nail salon. When they cut to the next shot, we do see the nail salon, and they, you know put something else in the way so that we don't see that type of thing there so like clearly they were trying not to show that it's just in the wide oh yeah it's there like it doesn't even match continuity from one shot a second a second prior like it's ridiculous oh boy whoops whoopsie daisies movie magic um (laughs) oh you know what here's Mm. something even more blatant uh, in that wide shot, we have that fire extinguisher and we have that no parking anytime sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no street crossing sign and yet street crossing post. And yet when we cut into the close up, there's suddenly a street crossing. post. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yep. Well, you see, it was going to be in the way in the wide. So we had to take it out. <laughs> That is so ridiculous. Oh, that's yeah, interesting. It looks, it looks like they literally moved it across the street <laughs> in the wide and then moved Ooh. it back the other side of the street in the Who closer. shot this footage, you guys? What, what Second unit, Earth? man. Yeah. Second unit failing left and right. Boy, Oof. howdy. Boy, howdy. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Oh boy. Uh, so, Mo- Molly, do you uh, what? What are your thoughts on uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, just in general? You know, I I think the second one is my 
my favorite of the set. Mm-hmm. I think it's the most successful. I think it's the most Raimi of of the set of them. I have some really, I have some issues with the third one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I know. In the gentlest way anybody said that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> some issues with the third one. <laughs> trying to be diplomatic everyone's sitting down i know it's such a shock Uh, but uh i I think my my only my only complaint quote unquote is that i mean i love sam raimi and as much as there's you know i i think that end climax scene from the first one is the most raimi sequence of the whole first movie i wish there was more raimi-ness to these movies and i have a similar feel about avengers in which i expected more whedon-esque stuff in avengers and there wasn't Mm -hmm. as much of that and that can spark a whole other discussion about when you get these types of artists to do these movies how do you balance the fans and the content and and be faithful to the original content but also be faithful to to these guys perspective and i think Mm -hmm. for me i lean more towards i'd rather see Raimi's take on Spider-Man or Whedon's take on Avengers versus more of that fan balance, which which I've seen, I think, in both franchises. So yeah. mm-hmm. that would be my only complaint. But I would say of the three, I think the second one is the most successful because I think it it balances Raimi's sensibilities the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's my two uh, cents. It's you know, it's it's interesting because um I, I agree completely and it's something that I, I miss. Uh, from these move from from these kinds of things, uh, mm-hmm. I I mean I think I think that's why I love Batman Returns so much because it's mm. it's you know not only is it a Batman movie but it's also like maybe the most Tim Burton movie ever made yeah um, mm. yeah and yeah. that doesn't <laughs> like those two things shouldn't happen at the same time but for one glorious movie it did like you know uh, fair yeah yeah and i think that's cool um and i also think that as much as people love to give these movies crap um and i'm and i'm right there with them i i will i will criticize them with everybody else yeah. but uh you know say what you will about them but you can't say that man of steel and batman v superman aren't Zack snyder movies mm-hmm. uh, yeah, i mean fair yeah you yeah know? absolutely and so there's something that like from that perspective i kind of do respect them because at least at the very least they are one person's vision and there's mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be it seems to be very little, if any, <laughs> compromise whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, that's uh, you know, in in today's uh, Hollywood with big blockbusters, I mean, that it's should rare. be something to celebrate to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I celebrate it in theory, and I would celebrate it even more if that those movies were my kind of bag, you know? Right, like, right. Yeah. And for yeah. the one, the, for the people who they are their bag, they are celebrating it enough for all of us. So, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, fair enough. True. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I mean, I guess that's that. You could also say the same. I guess DC just gets that right. Uh, because yeah. you could say the same thing about the Nolan Batman movies. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the right. Dark Knight is a very Christopher Nolan movie. Mm-hmm. I honestly uh, think that's where it comes from. The idea of like, well, we, we once we let Nolan do his thing and got out of his way, we got like the best reviewed, you know, superhero movie of all time. Uh, so we got to just that's got to be our go to. We'll just give the reins to somebody fully and let them go hog wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of I kind of get it. It's yeah, you know. 
mixed results. But uh, yeah, yeah. DC should really just just lose their continuity entirely and just do that. Please, um, my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> my God. But the writing, the latest writing, is just and I and I like Man of Steel. I really do. Um, and I know I'm in in a minority of that. It's <laughs> fire. But. Yeah. But I really, and I'm not a Superman fan, and maybe that's a part of it. I'm a Zack Snyder fan. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe I'm, I'm leaning more towards that and, and enjoying it. But yeah, yeah, I just, I think it was, uh, and yes, it has its problems. There's there's some real, there's some leaps of logic. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'll give you that for mm-hmm. sure. Um, mm-hmm. But I, pff, man, there's a lot that it does good, you know, mm-hmm. and it's dark. And I love to see a dark Superman, honestly, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Plus, I, I also think that's one of the reasons that Wonder Woman works so well is that they, you know, fully let Patty Jenkins do her thing for the most part. And um, mm-hmm. that movie is, I mean, it's my favorite of the DC movies. And I think uh, yeah. the the approach is still the same on the parts of the people, you know, okaying the projects. It's just who do you get to be in charge of it determines whether or not it works. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And I don't even necessarily think that um, it was the studio reigning uh reigning in sam uh on these on these films i think it was mm. uh i think i think it was sam self-regulating himself mm. um, sure and yeah and you also if you if you go back to right before he was making uh these movies you know he he the the last the three films that he did right before this were a simple plan mm-hmm. uh for the love of the game and uh, 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 whatever that one movie was with Katie Holmes and Greg Kinnear and Keanu oh, Reeves. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah I forget what that movie's called. Uh, but they were all very much like Sam Raimi being like, I'm a grown up now. <laughs> I'm going to make grown up movies. Right. Uh, and, and so that was sort of his mindset at the time. So I don't even know that it was necessarily uh, studio mandated. It wasn't really until this movie that i mean there was a little bit of it in the first movie like there were we talked about it when it was happening there were there are like little moments in mm-hmm. spider-man that are like oh sam raimi did direct this yeah um but yeah it really it, he really uh you know let loose with this one and then in the third one even more so i think to, <laughs> almost to the detriment of the movie yeah. um he sort of like let loose and, and did weird stuff that are just like this. I'm doing this cause it makes me laugh. Um, yeah, but it, I think these movies helped Sam find himself again as a yeah. director, because after making these movies, he was like, you know, I just, I really just want to make another horror movie. And then he did drag me to hell, which is mm. arguably the most Sam Raimi thing ever made. Uh, <laughs> oh man, it's that gross movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a gross movie. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, so, um, so um, yeah, yeah. He kind of, he gets back in his groove in this one. Well, like, especially mm-hmm. during like the doc ox scene with the, um, yeah. Hospital yeah. and whatnot. Oh my God. That hospital is just like so vintage Raimi and just like, mm-hmm. Just like balm for a, a hurting soul after you know the first one, so yeah, just yeah. just beautiful. Yeah, this yeah. was a nice this this movie here was a nice uh, you know sort of sweet spot. Um, mm-hmm. For everything it's like together. a it's just yeah it's like a nice sort of amalgam of like his his two types of directing styles mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. where he can. He can be a studio director and then he can also be that kid who who shot a crazy monster movie in the woods with his friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know? 
Right. Yeah. And I think that's how we, I mean, that's, I think what he's predominantly known for mm-hmm. you know, really is, is army of darkness is, is kind of his, his pinnacle ness. And then, you know, I know there's, there's some people who really, really, and I have a soft spot in my heart for, you know, Xena Hercules. And so there's, oh, sure. there's that yeah. contingent and that he did. So, yeah. you know, blessings that way. But yeah, I think you're right. I think this really does represent the both sides of him. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So anyway. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Molly. Well, thank you. I had a blast, guys. It was awesome. As did we. Yeah, it's just a delight to have you on. So thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Uh, So go check out uh, Cabin Minute Cast. And uh, what's what's the name of your your clothing line again? Temple Groove Clothing. Yeah. So go go check out both of those things. And uh, Molly on on the other stuff. She was on uh, Shaun of the Dead with uh, with Heidi. Yep. Um, yeah. You wanna you wanna check that out as well. So uh, check those things out, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a new guest uh, within minute one hundred and nine. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.